Hello authors, I'm Joanne Morell, children's and young adult fiction writer and author of Short Nonfiction for Authors. Thanks for joining me for the Hybrid Author Podcast, sharing interviews from industry professionals to help you forge a career as a hybrid author, both independently and traditionally publishing your books. You can get the show notes for each episode and sign up for your free author pass over at the Hybrid Author website to discover your writing process, get tips on how to publish productively and get comfortable promoting your books at www.hybridauthor.com.au. Let's crack on with the episode. Authors, I hope you're all keeping well in whatever part of the world you reside and listen to the podcast in. Today's interview is with the simply stunning children's picture book illustrator Amy Colotti, and she shares with us how independent authors can hire the services of a professional illustrator, what the working processes are like between author and illustrator, you know, a schedule of works, time frame, contracts, agreements, what aspects an author can expect an illustrator to consider when quoting for a job, and Amy shares her tips for authors starting out on their illustrator sourcing adventure. So in my author adventure this week, I've started the writing process by actively starting to think about the next project up on my list, which if you've listened to the last couple of episodes, you'll know it's a feature horror script I'm scripting to enter a screencraft writing competition, and that is at the end of it. It's due at the end of October. So I'm immersing myself in books and movies of a dark nature, which coming up to Halloween isn't hard to do. I have a setting, I have a title, I have part of a plot and a rough cast of characters. And I'm beginning to put together a brief schedule of works, which include when I need to have the planning stage done by, the initial first draft, time to sit, the writing to sit, and beta read and time to rewrite, all before the 31st of October. So it's going to be tight, but if I've learned anything in this past year and being aware of my writing process, I work better to a deadline and under pressure. So fingers crossed. This might be too ambitious with the goal I've just relayed and it being school holidays now, but I'm considering putting together a short webinar or online event in October on author fears and how to overcome them. Being the scary season, it will be good to open up the conversation author to author on what scares us the most in seeking a hybrid author career. So I hope you'll join me for that if it goes ahead. So if you love the podcast or any of the episodes has helped you further in your author career, you can now pay it forward by buying me a coffee over at www.buymeacoffee.com slash the hybrid author and that's capital T, all caps hybrid, capital A. Link to that in the show notes and as always on the social media posts and web pages. So a big shout out and thank you to my second supporter to buy the hybrid author a coffee at buymeacoffee.com and not just one but three. So I'm super energized and jittery, all thanks to you Lorraine Horsley. Lorraine is a children's and young adult fiction and non-fiction author of You've Got This, Tips for the Uncertain Student and her new picture book release, When You Left. They're both out now with Dixie Books, so go and grab your copy. So you can also tune in to hear all of Lorraine's fabulous writing advice on episode 21 on the podcast and it's not to be missed, it was absolutely fantastic talking to her and I really connected with everything 
something she said because it was a lot of my experience as well you know but in Lorraine's experience she's never given up and look where she is now so thank you so much Lorraine your support means the world if you don't want to support my coffee habit but still want to support the podcast you can also leave me a review on whatever platform you listen to the podcast on just a couple of words to let me and others who who write who might write like you know how the podcast is helping further your author career let's all support each other so that's enough from me let's crack on with the episode Amy Colotti loves to illustrate picture books for kids. Since receiving her first contract in 2019, she has become an in-demand illustrator who has completed 14 picture books and counting. Amy received formal artistic training in fashion and textile design in high school and at TAFE and has since developed a few distinct illustration styles and is always playing with new techniques to expand her repertoire. When Amy's not doing her favorite thing, which is illustrating picture books, she's planning a fun camping trip for her young family. Fantastic bio, Amy. Welcome to the Hybrid Author Podcast. Thanks for having me. <laughs> You're welcome. So obviously from your bio, it, it, you've been, you know, into kind of art and, and lots of different kind of styles of design. How is it you came to land the, you know, be an illustrator for picture books? Basically, I joined a few Facebook illustration groups and I didn't realize that this is a job that normal people do. And I thought I could definitely use my talents towards illustrating picture books because when I was at school, teachers would always say your styles are so fun and energetic. You'd be good for anything to do with um, children. And um, they could see it before I did, obviously. I sort of worked in my portfolio and did a few courses or I did a course and I interacted with people on the internet and did some challenges and things like that made lots of internet friends and kind of established myself on social media that way not a huge following but you know you get to know people with similar interests Um, and I ended up getting my first three contracts within a couple of months of each other. Um, My first contract was with a WA author called Tina Rafa Mulligan through Daisy Lane Publishing. And that was just based on things I did on social media. And my other two contracts were came about in different ways because I submitted to a publisher because they wanted a particular style and I could do that. So I got that contract. And then the next one was I got a um, recommendation from a friend through Squibby. So three different ways of getting contracts or, you know, getting work. And it all kind of happened at once. And I had a year to finish my two traditional published books. Oh, actually, they're, they're all traditional, those three. And the first book I finished within a couple of months, Bettina, and then the next two, it took me a year. So, yeah. Oh, that's incredible. That's that's really amazing. So, yeah, obviously establishing yourself uh, in this way online uh, set you up for then to be starting to receive contracts picture book contracts for your work which is fantastic Um, and we're going to do the we're going to talk about traditional books and um, the process there we'll start just with uh, authors who are self-publishing their own books have you had much contact with people sourcing you to who are publishing their own works to illustrate their books rather than say from the traditional side one-on-one with the author I have worked with self-publishers I've done about 
four self-published books, um, but they have come to me through a hybrid publisher as the middleman, so to speak. So um, they have where to print the books and their distribution all lined up first. And I haven't actually, I'm definitely open to an author approaching me, but usually the authors that do approach me haven't got those two things lined up. So they're not exactly ready to publish yet. So it hasn't panned out just yet. I mean, I would just recommend the illustrators generally the Getting close to the end of the process is when you start looking for your illustrator. You can have a few people in mind and follow. I'd say like have where you're going to be printing your books and or if you're going to distribute it yourself or how to sell it. Get asked a lot by people, uh, I've had this picture book idea, how do I hire an illustrator? And I, so I guess, uh, you know, your advice there is just write the book and then source yeah. the illustrator because yeah. most people... I- up front seem to think they've got this idea find the illustrator yes um when I did uh, uh one of the my recent books with um Kari Harvey she's an influencer so I got a lot of um people who've had ideas buzzing in their heads hey I'd really like you to illustrate my book I'm like oh great what's the story about and and they're like oh I still have to write it and you're like okay well definitely write it and do a few of these things first and and then come back to me when you're ready you know so definitely open to it but just have all your ducks in a row so we're not waiting around yeah but I've never really had to do that before but um it just hasn't panned out yet open to it yeah no <laughs> I don't so, know if that answers but yeah <laughs> no that's definitely great I mean if an author is looking to hire an illustrator would you suggest the best thing they do is go on to social media and look at styles say they've written their book now they want to find an illustrator they go on social media contact different groups such as Squibby? Yes. So you can go to the ASA Style File, Illustrators Australia, Squibby Illustrators Gallery. Um, you can look on Instagram, on Facebook Illustrators Groups. I'd always, if you're following them through social media, media, I'd always like and comment on their work, stay in contact, and they also need to see that you're a serious author as well and you can check out each other's websites do zoom meetings if you don't have internet dropping out constantly like me um but (laughs) yeah i just established a a relationship i guess definitely when if you go to squibby um you go to meetups and all that sort of thing and you get to know each other and you know that everybody's serious about writing and everybody's serious about illustrating or whatever. So it, it's generally okay. Like everyone's looking to make books and all that sort of thing. So mm. yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome. So hypothetically, cause as you said, you haven't, you're open to it, but you haven't yet worked sort of one-on-one with authors. If an author approached you at the end of their work and what would generally be the process Would the author expect to take direction from you the illustrator or are you the illustrator would expect the author kind of to tell you what they want and how they want it I'm happy to work to a design brief um, but I'm also happy to take creative control I generally always ask because I've got a few different styles what style do you want but I can generally tell from the type of manuscript how to illustrate it but I usually storyboard everything first and then we can go through a few changes at that stage if that's not really hitting the mark and that's just like storyboards every single page with the text uh, or the text placement and it's just 
black and white pencil drawings. Um, well, that's how I work. And then if you if something's not quite hitting the mark, we can always just redo a few of those illustrations. And that's where I like to do my changes. So I'm not getting surprises of doing final artwork again after, you know, working, you know, 10, 15 hours on it, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so how many sort of rounds of edits? I think I've only ever done, a Mac, and this is at the start, like two rounds of changes, um, probably for my first books because i got a year to do those. And I generally only have to do one or sometimes now I don't really get any changes back because I've got it. So just yeah. that comes down to experience. But authors, I mean, I had a self-publishing or not a self I can't work out if they're self-published or not. She was really, really specific about what she wanted. And I thought, oh, there's not much creativity here, but it did make my job easier. And I just went through everything really well, got no changes on it and yeah it was very streamlined that process so yeah that did work well for me as well so it's just being clear about what you want at first because I've had authors say just be creative do you know I want to see what you bring to this or there's other ones that want very specific things and that's okay too oh fabulous say you guys the authors contacted you she they've told you specifically what they want or and you strike up a relationship and agree to work with each other you know is a plan sort of drawn up from there about like completion of work and turnaround time do you yeah yep most of the time I get a contract from the publisher, but you can get them. I've downloaded one from the ASA before. And if you're a member, I think it it was a few years ago I did this. It was like $70 for this author. It was just it was through my publishing company, which I thought was really strange at the time that I didn't they didn't provide a contract and I did it. But anyway, I've done it before myself. So it was work for hire job. So that means that I just didn't take royalties and an advance and stuff like that. So what I did is I did a, what you'd expect to find in that sort of contract is, hang on, I just wrote it down, the schedule. So when I can complete this book and because I have other projects going at the same time, I can fit them in and let them know when they can expect me to be finished. Also, how much it's going to be, the deposit and the finishing deposit. I usually just take one at the start and when I hand over the work and then that just makes it easier for me. The type of artwork supplied, like usually CMYK digital files, intellectual property of the artist, like copyright and all that sort of thing and how the author can use your artwork. Generally, it's only for the book and not putting on extra products and things like that, but you can use it to promote your book. Or also work for hire or royalties and advance. So that's either either sort of situation. And there's international rights, digital rights, education rights, I think. Um, if education rights is generally if you take royalties and advance. But yeah, I guess that's up to the author and the illustrator to work out. I've just found it easier to do work for hire when I've been working with the self-publishing authors, just because I don't know how much they sell, you know, who knows? So just, I don't know, I just found a lump sum was sort of easier and then just being like okay that's done and the author's happy I'm happy and they can print as many copies as they like I don't know yeah no that makes a lot of sense and probably cleaner and easier from both sides if if it was royalty based say there was a project you thought no well let's do a the the author wanted to do a royalty split and you were you were happy with that and you went ahead does it matter like it's rather it's just it's the same price as a one well is it cheaper Uh, 
I think it is because what you do um, with my traditional contracts is that you get an advance. So say that's like a grand or a couple of grand or something like that. And then you do the work and they've got an established. So this is why I'm willing to take advances and royalties on traditional projects because they have their distribution network set up. So, you know, you're going to at least sell a thousand copies or whatever and, and make a decent amount of money. And you also get education lending rights and ELR and PLR, so public lending rights. So you get a payment every year on top of that and also your royalties. So you get your money in drips and drabs through the government and through your traditional publisher with how many units you sell. So once you've earned out your advance, then you get money on top of that. Yeah. it's more it's almost like a guarantee you know you're going to yeah. get this you know you're going to get that whereas I guess going the royalty route with the self-publisher self-published author who's probably just starting out this is their first book you don't know the outcome so yeah no I get that exactly it's sort of it's a little bit more guaranteed that you'll at least sell a print run or a couple I guess hopefully fingers crossed <laughs> The uh, influencer girl that I worked with, I just did a, I didn't even ask for royalties because I knew she wouldn't want to share because she can sell like bulk. Yeah, no, fair enough. I get that. Well, I, when I was first starting to write in my first year of uni, really taking it seriously and I self-published what I said was a called it junior fiction, but I'm not sure what the hell it was. Anyway, I didn't, I wasn't a member of Squibby at the time. I didn't really, again, these questions that I'm asking you, I probably would have been good knowing the answer then and not knowing what I was doing. And because I was a student, I just put like an ad out on Gumtree, put a lump sum up that was all I could afford. And I had yeah. a, lot, a lot of, I had a lot of interest. It was mainly students because obviously it, it wasn't massive. And I have to say the work that the guy, he did he was he's so good and he just worked his ass off for this money I feel like yeah. I absolutely ripped him off but this book you know I, I it sold probably to friends and family and stuff but apart from yeah. that it didn't go anywhere either so in that case probably him taking that money was worth it but for, also for him he got you know I gave him copies of the book and he built his portfolio up by doing those illustrations as well so that was it was kind of good at this time round I know the right track would be like yourself to go onto Squibby to find to now sort of source it that way and uh, yeah pay pay correctly I suppose <laughs> yeah well I mean everyone has different circumstances and how they want to pay people as well I don't know so uh, yeah it's just um you can always refer to the ASA but yeah I think those prices are for you know established illustrators as well say that yeah. <laughs> I had um I had one guy sort of say oh you know if it was worth blah 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 and I was like well I'm, that is actually all I have that's all I'm budgeting for this take it yeah. type of thing so yeah I think what you're going to put out I guess is what you get back in but um yeah it was it was a good experience so working you know as any business services provided vary from client to client depending on you know specific needs and things and illustrations what what are some of the aspects an illustrator considers when they are quoting a job for an author like what what are those all right so I think it depends on the experience of the illustrator so if they're uh, really in demand or you know they're getting published by like big publishers or whatever obviously they're going to command a higher price how long it takes to do a project and also if you want your project done within six to eight weeks when usually the artist would take four months that means they'll be losing their evenings and weekends so that would be you know a rush fee 
So there's that, but that is, I've only ever had that once. Usually I can take my time or not just work, not regular hours. Also the equipment and materials and things like if they're a digital artist, they've got expensive computers, they've got a Photoshop subscription they have to pay for. That's like $80 a month. And also for a traditional artist, you've got to have a scanner, you've got to have paper, it costs $10 a sheet and also all of your paints. And it, it is kind of expensive, but yeah. And also your experience and your training and it takes a long time to learn how to draw. So that does get factored in well you just don't think of these things like I wouldn't even you know materials and any of that wouldn't even cross my mind to be honest so now it's good to it's good to know that's what I'm saying like an author to keep these in mind when they are contacting the illustrators all these things need to be factored in you know (laughs) yeah uh, there's probably even more I mean if you've got someone who's really keen who's starting out being an illustrator I think you know you could get yourself a good bargain um but just be wary if they know how to lay out a page and stuff so you could definitely ask them pay them to do a test illustration to see if you're on the same vibe or whatever I don't know so I think that's a a good like starting point if you want to get someone who's generally new to illustration um, or if you've got someone experienced you know you can still do a test or whatever I do that occasionally but not I don't I usually just give them my portfolio and they're like oh yeah sweet yep yeah you can tell from a person's style I suppose like how and probably be more surprised when they they hit it on the mark first off yeah no I think that's correct so with we've already you've mentioned contracts and things like that is it you know it's an expectation of illustrators to have their name cited on the work always either on the front or in the inside matter is that a given on picture books um because I'm a picture book illustrator yes because we're we do come to the party a little bit later. Um, we don't write the text, but we do the visual narrative and there's just as much work that goes into it. I've seen on a lot of like, is it middle grade or junior fiction or whatever? They've got maybe the illustrator on the inside, especially when the author is super famous. I think that happens a lot, which I suppose is okay. But I think for something like a graphic novel, like if you've got an author and an illustrator combo, I think that they should definitely get some recognition for it because they're doing half of the work again it's just like a picture book and if not more because those things could be 200 pages long and it's kind of set out like a comic book I guess yeah it just I think it depends on the story yeah it's it's our intellectual property as well I I guess not the story but the the pictures that go along with it to help support that story yeah no definitely and do illustrators expect you know with traditional publishing as well I suppose and working with independent self-published authors do they expect a couple of copies of the book you know to keep as well or is that part part and parcel Uh, well I've only had two books where they just haven't supplied me the books that I was owed and I haven't followed it up really well I've tried to follow it up with one a few times but that's okay we just haven't sorted it out I usually get between five to ten copies gratis copies and then or however you say that and I usually buy uh, about 20 on top anyway so I'm a customer but I usually get a illustrator fee so I usually pay 50 percent uh, RRP and then oh, 40 to 50 percent depending on how many copies you buy and that includes the traditional publishers as well so I've had that on all of my books yeah so that's why I always have like a million books uh, if I if I ever show you like my bookshelf on Instagram or whatever I've got loads of books there but I probably need to go to the markets and sell them one day I don't know <laughs> <laughs> 
and family, you know. (laughs) It's almost like a collaborative process between author and illustrator, especially with picture books. And like you said, it's yeah, yeah, there is the text, but the, the the artwork brings it to life as well so and and you can work together to both share and support and spread the message so why why wouldn't you I suppose you know give the give the books as promotional material yeah um so what are your do do you you've already shared so much Amy thank you so much but do you have any other tips for authors that looking to hire and work with an illustrator from your experience have you had if there have been any experiences you think oh gosh you know if only authors knew this (laughs) oh so I would just say follow them on social media meet up on zoom have a look at their website and look at their portfolio and they can do a similar thing it's kind of like a big trust thing to start with but if they know that if the illustrator knows you're genuine and you know that the illustrator is genuine because there there are uh illustrators say on Fiverr I've seen in some groups on Facebook that download other other artists work and then try to sell it off as their own and you're like oh you just have to be wary of that sort of thing but if you if they're on Instagram they're putting up their own original work all the time you know that it's theirs if they've got a bit of a track record, if they've already done two or three books, you know that they can complete work. Someone within your own country, I don't know, I'm, I haven't worked with anyone from overseas yet. I'm a bit scared um, of that at the moment. Like, I don't know. I've had someone contact me before, but I think they were searching. They accidentally came up on an Australian site instead of an American site. Someone that you can meet or, yeah, there's a lot of trust in it great no I know what you're saying I ended up I don't know I I think just working local and the and the guy that I ended up working with Brendan Cownans his name was I think he lived up the hills so we did actually meet and I I never knew like the ASA did contracts or anything I ended up just sort of pulling one from the internet I think and then I went to a local business center well I I went to this local business center for them to have a look over it just to say you know if I missed anything is it and the guy had just said to put in a clause in there that said if there was any issues where we both had to appear in court that it would be in a Perth court so I didn't have to end up somewhere else but it turned he was from Perth anyway so it didn't really matter but yeah you're working with someone overseas exactly that you could strike up a deal they don't deliver they're not exactly around the corner for you to be able to chase up and it would just be an absolute nightmare so most of my clients have been from over east um, but there is ek books and they're based in New Zealand but they're also based in Sydney so they I suppose they are slightly international but I knew of them first for a long time and I wanted to get published by them and I knew they were a genuine publishing house so yeah yeah it's a little different yeah they're reputable (laughs) (laughs) if it's just your average guy off the street I just you know you just have to research for yourself I guess yeah, yeah, be mindful. No, that's it. Well, um, switching gears because um, it's a hybrid author podcast and it sounds like most of your experience has come from traditional publishing houses as well. So what's the process with them? Same kind of thing. Do they contact you, send you the works for the illustrations and what yeah, happens? So what, um, with the traditional contracts, so they, with EK, so they'll send me a manuscript and say, are you interested? And I'm always like, uh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> of course. And EK will sometimes get me to do a sample character illustration. So it's just a black and white sketch and they'll send it to the author and go, do you like this? So the author does get a say so and they go, yep. And then they have a look through maybe my Instagram because that's where all my latest work would be. 
probably looking at my Instagram is a bit confusing though because I've got different styles. So I'll have a look through that. And then what I do is I storyboard everything. And that takes me about two to three weeks because the ideas take me a little bit. And then they get back to me with feedback. And what we'll do then is we will go through a round of changes. And it's generally... The last book I had with them, I didn't really have, maybe I had one change at the end of the story. We decided to do that one scene two times because at the end of the book, I like, I was like, let's do a sneeze because it was meant to be like a, <laughs> um, like a surprise at the end and it was meant to knock over something, the sneeze. But then they were like, no, because it's, uh, it's about a story in a library. And they said, oh, but it's a new library, so it wouldn't be a dusty book. So let's do a different idea. And I think we just had a book. I can't even remember. Hang on. It's my new book as well. Hang on. <laughs> just looking at the book. It was... I just had to redo that idea several times. So she's carrying a stack of books and she falls over. And then everybody at the end of the book helps her pick up the books that she dropped. So I had to redo that a couple of times. And then I went on to the final artwork. I kind of, they just send me a PDF so I can look over everything and make and once it's all together with all of the stuff that the book designer's done, I can go, yep, I like that. Or, oh, I might change this one thing. And then they go and print it. So that's the illustration process with those guys and Little Pink Dog Books is very similar. I just do the storyboard and then I maybe get one or two changes, if that, and then I just get the go-ahead to do the final artwork and then they send me everything that the book designer's done. Yeah, it's exactly the same. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it sounds like, you know, you you have quite a lot of creative freedom with the traditional publishing, which is great, but you don't really, you don't seem to have a lot. They're more like the third party. You don't really have that much contact with the author. Well, oh, sorry. Yes, I do. Um, So the author is also approving everything at every stage stage as well and if they don't like the ideas they definitely speak up um <laughs> to, to you directly they'll they'll say to you or they'll say to uh, the publisher we yeah we just speak in email so we'll, we'll just go hi publisher and author um, or illustrator and publisher and we all all just like stay in a conversation together but I've definitely talked to authors on my own as well like I don't mind going to art school you get all sorts of feedback all the time anyway so yeah <laughs> oh, no, that's fantastic that's really good well tell us about your books that you've illustrated so far I've been seeing your Instagram and they're just stunning thank you but I've got about 10 or oh hang on I've got to count them all I've got I think about 12 out now and then I've got another three coming out one I'm working on at the moment so at the my latest releases are one book was all it took by Wenda Wenda Shirty and obviously I illustrated it and that is but it's just about a girl who takes sort of initiative into her own hands and she uh, asks for a library to be built in her area So she kind of creates a chain reaction of events um, in all different kinds of ways. And I've got uh, Lucky's Horseshoes. And it's about, this one's a really funny book about a horse that wants to wear high heel shoes and fancy hats when she races. I've got Alaska and her Magical Words. And that's a really nice book about affirmations for children. So that's a really sweet book. And um, it comes with like a whole bunch of cards at the back that the kids can read their affirmations to themselves every morning. That's really nice. Um, yeah and I've got uh, Peanut which 
which is probably my favourite book. That's about a little elephant in the jungle who kind of like loses his way and then he makes friends with a band of monkeys and a crocodile tries to eat him. And I don't know, it sounds a little bit scary, but it's a really fun, funny book. They're my latest ones out and my older ones are, one of my first ones was Turning Cartwheels. That is a really great book about um, friendships within the school ground, um, about girls maybe uh, doing exclusion bullying and stuff like that and how to sort of cope and deal with that. Also Mr. Ming and the Mooncake Dragon, that is a a Chinese folktale and Little Pink Dog Books asked me to do that because they really liked my style. Um, That's quite a fun book. There's a self-publishing book, Heart of Gold, which is about a girl who gets heart open heart surgery. The process she had to go through for that. So if there's any kids you know that uh, need that sort of thing, Alexandra Worth does that book. It's one of my first books, I think, that was. And When the Moon is a Smile, which is my very first book by Tina. That's about a dad who goes away for work every two weeks or is separated from his daughter. And she's just getting to know that he's going to be coming back every two weeks to come see her. I have a magic ball, which is about imagination and uh, learning all your words. And it's uh, written by a speech pathologist. So that's an education tool, that book. There's Iris uh, by Cassandra Papuga, who is... This book is about being comfortable in your own self. It's about a purple alpaca who wants to fit in with a bunch of blue alpacas. Hector and his Highland Dancers, which is one of my other favourite books, which got a speech pathology listing, which I can't really claim any fame to that. That's more the writer. But um, <laughs> it's still got an award, so I'll say Sure you can. <laughs> and easy peasy and I've got um, that's with EK books which is about a girl who roller skates and she falls over a million times and then you know at the end of it she obviously can roller skate and it's awesome and I really like that book and I've got two Christmas books coming out which one's called Savvy Santa and the other one is Alaska's Magical Christmas and I've got another one called Looking After Grandma by Tina and I think that is all of them. And if I've left one out, I'm really sorry. But I think. <laughs> wow, that's incredible. Such a such a vast difference between them all, right? You must have had so much fun. Uh, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a busy couple of years. Thank you so much for sharing all you have, Amy. It's definitely enlightened everybody, I'm sure, that's listening on how they can go about or how they can start thinking about, you know, getting an illustrator and what's involved with the process of hiring one and what they need to be mindful of they you know they can check out your style so where can our listeners find you and your work and everything your books on and offline usually you can find me on instagram at amy gorgeousness it's a bit of a weird uh, name but that's my name and online oh, i just say go to my instagram and you can find all of my links through there for my website, etc. Or you can friend me on Facebook, um, Amy Louise Clorty. Or I've got Amy Illustrates actually on Facebook. Either either is fine. I'm always open to talking to illustrators as well if they need any help. I'm always easy to chat to, I think. Well, thanks again, Amy. That was incredible. Oh, you're welcome. So there you have it, folks, the all-inspiring Amy Colotti sharing her illustrator expertise on helping you on your author venture to hire the services of a professional illustrator. So make sure you check Amy and her gorgeous illustrations out over at her website or Instagram page.
Next time on the Hybrid Author Podcast, we have hybrid author of best-selling fantasy fiction, Helen Scheurer, who's chatting to us about her debut non-fiction book, How to Write a Successful Series. This is an absolutely incredible interview and one you wouldn't want to miss. So I wish you well in your author adventure for the next week. That's it for me. Bye for now. That's the end for now, authors. I hope you are further forward in your author adventure after listening, and I hope you'll listen next time. Remember to head on over to the Hybrid Author website at www.hybridauthor.com.au to get your free author pass. It's bye for now.